Thanks for joining us here, Wager Rager, D Nice, back with the crew. We got Yanni, we got Tasty. Yanni survived the hurricane. What's going on? House is still standing, ready for this weekend of ball. House is still standing. Is the betting account still standing? Yeah, betting account's doing pretty well so far. No complaints there. I can't complain either. It's been a strong start. Tasty is the betting account in the house. Well, it looks like your house is still standing behind. You. I was going to say my house is still standing. I don't live in Florida, so it might not be as impressive. <laughs> There's some natural disasters is. in Indiana. Some lake effects. Not so far, man. I mean, you never know, but <laughs> I think there was a mild earthquake when I was like 10 years old or something. So you never know what could happen. You never know. You never know. I'm in this day and age, but yeah. It's been a good, strong start to the season, I'd say, overall. We've had plenty of wins. We can talk about, you know, high level what occurred in week four. It's kind of crazy that we're already in week five as the season is is humming along. And I think without further ado, let's let's just talk high level. Week four, um, I say this about every week, but it was an interesting week. I don't know if um, there were any games that that truly shocked me. Or any outcomes that truly shocked me? Tasty off the top of your head, is there anything that that really piqued your interest that you said that that didn't make sense to me? Or yeah, that's exactly what I thought because this team is, you know, sucked in the first three weeks and that's continued onward. Yeah, I would say maybe I should have been more ready for it, but I was surprised that the Seahawks beat the Lions at home. Uh, and I knew that the Lions defense wasn't good. But for them to give up 48 points to that team was pretty shocking to me. So I, I felt like the Lions were um, were stronger than the way that I'm thinking about them today after the way that game went down. So they still put up a ton of points. And without St. Brown and Swift, that was impressive still, I thought. But yeah, pretty shocked that they uh, got hammered on the defensive side like that. Seriously. And there was what 93 points in that game or like 92 points in that game. It was pretty outrageous. I mean, both yeah, 93. Teams, <laughs> both teams got to 45 plus second time that the Lions have gone 35 plus and lost this season, which is not great for them. So they they fall to one and three. The preseason darling of a lot of people because they watch hard knocks, Yanni, and they're like, oh, Lions this and Lions that. And I personally was even impressed and I guess I was impressed by their offensive showing in week one against my birds but they're kind of falling off here and at one and three playing the Pats as a dog this week they're kind of teetering right now Yanni yeah for for sure I mean I think you hit it on the head there 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 there's a lot of different matchups from this opener from week four there that I think you know you can start looking and we can really start saying we have an adequate sample size now Um, and I I think when you go and we talked week one and week two and said, we don't want to overreact to certain teams, certain players, that kind of a thing. But I know we talked briefly about this Sunday night and you start looking at a team like the Colts and saying, maybe this just is who they are. You know, I was kind of giving them the benefit of the doubt the first couple of weeks and saying, they'll get this thing figured out. I don't know that they will. Um, conversely, a team that I've got my eye on right now is the Dallas Cowboys. And I was very critical of them going into the season. I said, they're not going to be good. I said, they're going to be one of the worst teams in the league and they're not. And and I think for them, what they've shown on both the offensive and defensive line is really impressive because I didn't see them being particularly good on either. Um, I actually thought they'd be pretty bad and, you know, they're, they're playing well. And as a result, we're seeing what they're doing. So a lot of interesting stuff uh, over the weekend. I thought. Very good point. I 
will be honest with you that I sort of wrote off the Cowboys after week one. I said, I know this offensive line sucks. Oh, Dak is hurt now and Cooper Rush is in. I don't know a lot about Cooper Rush, but I know he's not going to be as good. Surprise, he looks like to be as good. That defense was like, I'm down on him. Maybe they'll get a pass rush every now and then. They look good overall. And I mean, you could say that the Cowboys are a top five defense and I don't think many people will disagree right now. They're at three and one. Big game against the Rams. We will talk about the Cowboys and the Rams here in this podcast. We'll talk about four games. It's going to be Cowboys, Rams, Bengals, Ravens, Chiefs, Raiders, Lions, Pats in the coming moments. But I think that the Cowboys high level, if there's there's the two teams that I'm the most shocked about right now, it's going to be the Colts because they're borderline about to fire, not about to fire, could be thinking about canning Frank Reich. And we're recording this on Wednesday evening. They have a Thursday night football game. Another team that I guess, quote unquote, has underachieved in the Broncos, probably not going to fire Hackett yet, but Colts, they're right up against it here, Tasty. And this is going to be, I don't want to say do or die, but the Colts, I mean, if they're going to do anything with their season, it's got to be right here right now or else I think all of our futures tickets are out the window. The only one that I'll say, so, cause I spent some time, you know, I'm, looking at futures and I agree the Colts seem to be horrific I will say Yanni when you talk about maybe this is just who they are there's this little piece of me every time I look at a Colts game where I'm like yeah but maybe they're actually still good and they just haven't gotten there yet partly because I'll look at you know how many yards they amassed in a game or whatever and I'm like maybe they just didn't quite put it together yet But that division, unless Jacksonville runs away with it, I think we could be looking at a very low win total uh, to win that division. So unless the Colts, uh, you know, keep losing all of them, maybe they hang around. Yeah, and and it's I think that's why I use the term maybe that's who they are, because I'm still holding out that sliver of hope because (laughs) of what you said. Uh, You know, it's like you start looking and you're like, okay. They haven't looked good. They don't have offensive weapons or defense underachieves. But then you say, well, you know, maybe they're not that bad. So I think it is a good enough sample size, but we're still it's a 17 game season. There is still time. You know, anyone can go on a three or four week run and all of a sudden the conversation completely changes. We're like, yeah, this team's playing pretty well. So we'll see. We'll see. It's still a team that we need more time on. I think they're they're what? Only two, technically only two losses because they're one, two and one. So. Nothing's looked good, though. Matt Ryan has not looked good. EPA per play, so points added per play. They rank 31st in the league right now. The bottom is the Carolina Panthers as they're losing .147 per play. The Colts are at negative .127, so almost dead last. It's like, that's got to get better. Is that going to regress the mean? Jonathan Taylor looks like he's out, but maybe they'll start airing the ball out a little bit, and Matt Ryan will find that fountain of youth. So, Jury's still out on them. I think a team that I'm I'm still questioning also that I was down on, and it's not a, a team that's talked about really, is that the Titans right now are kind of inching their way towards the middle of the pack again all of a sudden. You see them as, as road favorites against the Commanders, a team that I think most people thought the Commanders were in the middle of the pack, maybe slightly below. It might be that the Commanders are a bottom three to four team in this league. And the Titans, all of a sudden, it's like, okay, I didn't expect much out of Tannehill. He's grading out okay so far. He's going to make his mistakes. Henry, still healthy. I know they lost A.J. Brown. That that could ultimately be what really hurts them because they don't have a receiving threat. But the defense has been solid, and they find themselves as – 
favorites, as I said. We'll talk more about the Titans perhaps in future weeks, but that's a team that I really have my eye out. And anything I'm missing high level before we get into week four games, week five games, rather week five. Good to go. Week five. Let's do week five. Should, should we do a WTF segment real quick, real quick for 30 seconds? You got to dig deep, think hard. I know that none of us really put much effort into it, but tasty you're on the spot right now. Yeah, I got something. Do you? Thank you for saving Uh, me. Thank you. Yes. What the fuck is up with, the the Eagles and the Jaguars going over a total in torrential <laughs> rain and winds. Yeah. When I made the most square bet ever before the game, which I should not have done and took the under. I think that classifies as what the fuck I've, I've had many situations that I've learned from the past that I forget what the game was, but I was living in Chicago and all of a sudden it wasn't expected, but there was just torrential downpours. It turned into snow. I think the bears were playing someone else bad. Um, I want to say the lions like torrential downpour. So I, I just slammed first quarter under first half under and both went over. Like it just didn't make any sense. They're just running and they're missed tackles. And you'll get that at times. Like if you think back to that snowball of the lions also, and the Eagles, that game went over because nobody could tackle and shady McCoy just ran for like 200 some yards. So that's why they say, look at the wind more than anything else. But guess what? It was windy too. Like I live in Philly here. It was absolutely miserable on Sunday. It's been miserable for six consecutive days. The sun has not been out since last Thursday, but Sunday I think took the cake as being the worst and tasty. I feel for you. I guess we uh, will get the next one, right? Yeah, we'll get the next one. We'll get the next one. Yanni, what are you saying? What the fuck on? First, I'll, I'll say I can't relate to six days of awful weather because post-hurricane, we've been mid-70s and sun. So just, just cleared everything out. <laughs> now, I, you know, I'm going to give, in, in, in fairness, I stole this, and I don't remember who said this, but they were completely hit the nail on the head here. My WTF is going to be the Pittsburgh Steelers and how they handled or are handling Kenny Pickett here. Um, You know, they brought him in and I understand, I I get what they were doing. They're saying, Hey, we're not really moving the ball. We're going to, you know, try to get a spark to the team, but you've got a rookie quarterback. If you think that you're done with the incumbent starter in this case, Mitch Trubisky, why would you not give Pickett an entire week of preparation instead of basically throwing him in and saying, you know, go figure it out. If he's a veteran, sure. I, you know, if you want to do that, fine. And now, you put yourself in a position where you basically hitched your wagon to pick it, which is fine um, <clears throat> if that's the route you want to go. But now you've got him going in his first start on the road in a hostile environment against one of the fiercest pass rush, you know, rushes in the league there. That's not an ideal way to start a rookie quarterback's career. I think that when you look at that, you got to have a little more long sightedness to look ahead and say, how do we want to bring Pickett into this team? I don't think the way they handled it was very good. So that that's my WTF. That's a really good one. And it's, it's shocking how they're handling it, but maybe it's not shocking because they haven't had to handle a new quarterback since I was in college in Pittsburgh since 2004. So this is sort of uncharted territory. It's like, okay, what do we do here? The perfect opportunity was get Pickett in during that, that 10 day off time period. Like after they had that Thursday night game, but they said, you know what, let's see what we have in Mitch. And they paid Mitch. I forget how much it probably wasn't that much. Um, And they just didn't put Pickett in. And then you throw him in mid game. It's like, okay, he can throw a deep ball, but 
he had some bad throws and had some picks, but you take it with a grain of salt. It's like, okay, he wasn't running with the first team. So I, I totally agree on that one. That is a very good one. And let's see what happens with the Steelers. I don't think any of us were too bullish on the Steelers. We, I think at least Yanni bet on them in week one because it was kind of an interesting spot and you had plenty of time to prep for the Bengals that did not have a preseason. But I think you called it on Sunday night after that win. That might be the high water mark for the Steelers. And, and I think you hit the nail on the head there, Yanni. So great call. Great call. Let's do first matchup of the week. Cowboys Rams. So we're doing four, I'm going to call them marquee matchups. I think all of these are late afternoon games, except Lions and Patriots. Technically, I should go in order of, you know, how these games start, but Lions-Pats is not going to happen first. We're doing the Rams and the Cowboys, which is 425 Eastern. Rams currently coming off of a wretched loss, and we haven't mentioned them yet, but here we are mentioning the Rams five and a half point favorites shopping around. It was five. There are some fives. It was four and a half last night on Tuesday evening over under range of between 42 and a half, 43 Dallas Cowboys on the money line at FanDuel right now up to plus 198. tasty. You and I this morning, we're talking about considering taking a swing on Dallas. And I believe at that point it was at plus 178 plus 180 in the past 12 hours. That's ticked up another 20 bips. How are you feeling about a potential Dallas money line now that the money's moving the other way? Is there something I missed today in terms of an injury? I was going to ask the same. I didn't see anything. And in terms, in terms of the bips, I was going to tell you, I actually took Dallas on the money line at plus 205. Took the I bips. Got, took the 205 I took it for half a unit. <laughs> and I did take the, the plus five and a half as well. Um, That's awesome. So, yeah, man, I... I mean, this is no gimme. I still think that the Rams, all the potential, you know, unrealized potential and stuff, but there's a couple things I like. One of those is Matt Stafford has been sacked the second most times in the league at 16 times. And the Cowboys have the second most sacks of any defense in the league at 15 sacks. When Matt Stafford is under pressure, he makes mistakes. So like, if you go look at his stats, completion percentage is way up there a lot of the stuff looks good but he has a lot of interceptions and so i i mean i think it's four right now through four games um, six six interceptions oh, it's six, now. six better than i thought one and a half a game yeah so i think that dallas's defense what dallas's defense is weakest at is defending the run the rams don't have a good running game right now and so I don't think you have to be too afraid of the matchup that would be the worst for them and i think they're suited well to put pressure on the Rams in the place where the Rams would be best. So I think this is, uh, I just think this is a good game. And so if I'm getting plus 200 on a team or plus five and a half, that's the side that I want to be on. I hear you. And I haven't bet it yet, but I'm going to try to get above plus 200. So two of five, you got where again, tasty. Uh, let me look here for that the listeners who will be Fanduel. listening. Fanduel, And this is Wednesday and evening. At- that's plus 198 now. So that was okay. at 430 this afternoon. Okay. I like it. And it's a and it's a spot right here where I say, would I rather have Dallas plus five and a half, Dallas plus five, or Dallas on the money line? Take a swing on it. Take a swing at two to one. 
All your Stafford points are spot on. Stafford, I'm looking at his stats also here, Yanni. Intended air yards. Some people like to look at it. Some people don't. He's he's one of the bottom in the league right now. Could that be, you know, injury, shoulder injury? Could that be him adjusting to Odell's not there anymore? He's got Cooper Cup. He's got weapons. Hasn't really found it with Robinson yet, but 6.4 intended air yards on average. Only guys less than him then him, Daniel Jones, Aaron Rodgers at 6.1. He's trying to adjust with that new offense and the lack of weapons and Kyler Murray's running the ball and it'll flick it around every now and then. But here we are, Yanni, with the Cowboys, that excellent pass rush. Cooper Rush is making everybody in Dallas think about, oh, do we need Dak? Do we not need Dak? And two to one, you think you're taking a swing or are you taking a step back and saying trading rage right now is low on the Rams? I'm still kind of not bullish on them, but I'm still a believer in LA Rams. No, I, I think, uh, you know, Tasty brought it. He broke it down really well. This is probably the most appealing dog of the weekend. I think is in terms of winning outright. Um, I also really, really like them at plus five, plus five and a half. What's out there as well. Um, I, you know, I think if the Rams do win this game, it's a very close one. I, I don't think it's a blowout by any stretch. So I think Dallas is clearly the side here. For me, I have this at more. This should be LA Rams minus three. So if we're talking five, five and a half, um, I think you got some really nice value there. I, quite frankly, I don't understand how, why this line is where it is. You know, to your point, I was looking earlier trying to figure out is there something I'm missing here? Um, I, I don't know what it is. I guess it's still the Ram mystique of, hey, they're at home, they're the Super Bowl champs. Dallas has a backup quarterback, you know, that kind of a thing. Um, maybe that's yeah. what, what it is, but it just doesn't seem, it doesn't seem right to me at all. And, you know, you look at it from the X's and O's standpoint, Tasty was spot on, man. They, where the Rams have really struggled this year was the Niners and the Bills. And what do they do? They rush hard off the edge. Stafford, to, to Tasty's point, makes mistakes. He's sacked as much as anyone when that happens. So you start looking and you're saying, okay, what is the matchup this week? Marcus Lawrence, Micah Parsons, you know, kind of that same type edge rush scheme, um, you know, not necessarily blitz heavy, but getting pressure off the edges. And then again, that's where those mistakes happen in the secondary, that kind of a thing. So I think, again, th this is a great spot for Dallas. And I'm not too proud to admit, as we've kind of started the podcast with this Dallas team was going to be any good. I really didn't. But when you really start watching that defense is aggressive They They fly around to the ball. They make plays and they do get pressure on the quarterback. And again, I think ultimately that's, what's going to keep this a close game, give Dallas a very legitimate chance to win outright. And Oh, by the way, we didn't mention too, when Dallas struggled really badly in week one, first of all, the three games after that, their offensive line has played a lot better, but they also got Michael Gallup back last week. Dalton Schultz will be back this week. So now all of a sudden it's not, right. hey, we got C.D. Lamb and a bunch of nobodies out there. We've all of a sudden got a, a more complete offensive arsenal, which makes it a little harder. It's not, hey, we're going to put Jalen Ramsey on C.D. Lamb and not have to worry about these other guys. There's other weapons out there. So I think when you kind of put it all together, um, it's, it's a long winded way of saying to me, Dallas is a great play this weekend with the points or even on the money line. If you want to sprinkle that. I like it. I think it's the first underdog 
plus money, 200 or above that we're taking here on the show for the year. We all liked it. Tasty and I talked this morning. I was looking at it last night. Another thing that's really interesting to me is that the Cowboys had all of those turnovers last year. And I think they had like 10 in the first, like three or four games. They're only at four takeaways so far in the season. So there, there's room to go up here. Stafford, a pick or two. They have zero fumbles recovered on the season. That usually swings the other way at some point. The Cowboys, as good as his defense has looked, and the offensive line getting better and healthier, everything's kind of gelling. If you add some turnovers into the mix, all of a sudden this Cowboys team is going into Philly in week six, and I'm expecting them to only be about three-point dogs, and that that might be a, a sexy pick for a lot of people in week six if the Eagles keep coasting, saying sell high on the Eagles. So great breakdown from you both, but – Dallas Cowboys. Who would have thought that we would be you know, sitting here in week five picking <laughs> them as we have under win totals? But, hey, we're, we're not too proud. We put the pride aside and say we recognize game. Does game recognize game? I don't have game, but Tasty and Yanni, you have game, and you're recognizing no game. game here. <laughs> I, I have no game. Okay. No, no game. I think we're just recognizing that the number seems out of whack, and I think we're getting good value there. That's all we're recognizing. That's the game. That's we the we game. don't have game. We can just recognize when numbers are off. <laughs> yeah. Zero game. I, I don't spit game. I crunch numbers, and sometimes it leads to winning bets. And sometimes sounds like a T-shirt. <laughs> well, I mean, real quick, I think we should mention that I, I think that this line will potentially, you know, if you can book this at five or five and a half, I have a feeling by the time kickoff comes, you're going to have some nice CLV there because I do think this number is going to shrink a little bit. I, my guess is it gets down to four, um, you know, maybe even three and a half, but I think you'll see a point the other direction. So, uh, you know, I, I think again, everything just falls in favor of Dallas here, in my opinion. I'm really shocked that it's still at five and a half for sure. And I thought that after that Rams loss that I would wake up on Tuesday morning and see three and a half four and we didn't, it was four and a half and went back the other way. So I'm beating a dead horse here, but yeah, get it while you can, because I think on Sunday there'll be Dallas money coming in. Should we do Bengals Ravens next Sunday night football, getting some really good games in here. Bengals Ravens. So we've got the Ravens coming off two losses. I should mention what the uh, spread in the over under is, right? The Ravens currently are three point favorites. It's a juicy three here on Wednesday evening. The best I'm seeing is minus 115 or so. There, there's some three and a halfs at even money out there, also. I'm not going to take that. So that's where we're at. Over under at 48 and a half seems, seems a little bit high, but you have two offense that are two offenses that are humming right now, especially the Ravens, even though they didn't put up, you know, a ton of points last weekend, they were the highest scoring offense, most prolific offense through three weeks. And they look good in the first half against the bills and kind of uh, faded out. So that aside, two and two, three point favorite. I haven't done anything with this game at this point. Yanni, take us through it. How are you thinking about this? And have you bet anything Bengals Ravens? Yeah, I've got I do have a wager in and and I'm looking at the dog again here. I think the Bengals are the better play here. Again, we're we're looking at a number. You can get them plus three and a half right now. Um, I think this ends up being one of those close divisional games, really probably throughout, and maybe not. We've seen Baltimore kind of get up big and and I saw an interesting stat that they're two and two. They've only been losing for a grand total of 14 seconds this year. <laughs> they saw that. Not had <laughs> Wild. Yeah, which is Wild. crazy. So 
you know, it, it speaks to, I think Baltimore is a good team. Um, but I think in this game, we're going to see something really close. I think when you're getting over that key number three, I think you got to go to the Bengals, but there's a couple other things that I look at here too, as well. Uh, Burrow has, has really owned the Ravens in his career, his young career here. And I don't really see why that would change. Um, the only thing that's a little bit different is Baltimore this year, I think is a little bit different defensively in the sense that they're not as blitz heavy of a team. Uh, Burrow really eats blitz alive for a young quarterback this Baltimore team doesn't really do that like previous teams have. So, you know, it'll be interesting to see if that has any kind of impact or effect there. But really, you know, kind of when I look at it, though, I just see Burrow, Chase, Higgins. I think those guys have a big I think they have a big game. I think Joe Mixon out of the backfield has a big game here, uh, you know, maybe catching passes. And I feel like no matter what Baltimore does offensively, the Bengals can keep up. So that's why, you know, I like getting the points here, because even if Lamar is on and and playing great, and they're putting 35 points on the board, I don't see why the Bengals can't put 32 points on the board in that game with them. I think they're going to be stride for stride in that game. Give me the points on that one over the key number. I, I think the Bengals could win this outright, but at the key number, I'll take the points. Interesting. This is not a spot where I'm going to take the Ravens. I had the Ravens last week against the Bills. I like that at three and a half. It fell on three flat. This is a spot where if I'm going to do anything, and I think Yanni's talking me through it, that I'm either going to do – a Bengals team total, which the team totals at what right now is it a 26 ish range? 24? Well, I, I don't know what it is today. I know when I booked the team total, you could get the Bengals over 22 and a half, which I, oh, I really, God, like. that's yeah. awesome. And I don't know where it sits right now. I can look here while you guys are chatting, but it's uh, it, it, hopefully if you listen to uh, tasty's pod uh, or video there, we, we talked about that and DraftKings had that up for 22 and a half. So I'll look right now. Very good plug for Tasty's pod, of course. Anybody who hasn't listened to it, Tasty, follow your pod yeah. at NBA hey, Attack. It's, uh, it's still 22 and a half minus 120. So the juice got a little bit bigger, but it's still at 22 and a half. Okay. I'm going to shop this around, Tasty, as I'm going to kind of wuss out and pivot to you to to <laughs> like talk about this game because I'm going to shop this around and find the best 22 and a half because I really like this 22 and a half. I think that the weather conditions are going to be a lot better than they were last week. You've got plenty of rest coming in. The Bengals have looked like that they've figured some things out. Maybe the competition hasn't been as good for Cincy, but I think it's uh, a combination of the competition. Yeah, sure. is not that good, but weeks one and two, that was their preseason. Like they had extended preseason. Joe Burrow didn't throw that many passes in the preseason, actually zero in games, but he, he needed time to warm up. I think that we have, the Bengals close to where we were at this point last year. And at the end of the year, they're, they're on the upswing right here. And that 22 and a half, I'm going to hit right now. Your take on it. I'm conflicted on this one, man. Yeah. I haven't bet anything yet. And I, I do think the team total is actually a nice way to go because I'm not convinced that the Bengals defense is going to stop the Ravens offense. Yeah, that's um, exactly it. Yeah. Yeah, I, like I actually have been impressed with the Ravens. I mean, what Yanni said about they've been losing for 14 seconds or whatever. I mean, I guess the question is, are they going to keep making stupid mistakes and losing games to teams that can beat them? I think they're solid overall. I think the injury report is something that's of interest to me in this game because the Ravens have been so beat up, yet they've still uh, played some good teams solid even so if they're getting healthier and their defense can be a little bit stronger I think this 
like this, I will say the Ravens right now are my, my favorite to win the division. Okay. Um, I, I think overall I have more faith in them as a team than I do the Bengals. However, the Bengals do have this high upside that we all talked about together before the season started. And I absolutely still believe that. I mean, Jamar Chase has barely gotten going by Jamar Chase standards, and they still have started to ramp up their offensive output. Also, Joe Mixon has been terrible. They have one of the lowest yards per carry. I think I looked and it was like fifth worst in the league so far or something. So they're, certainly their offensive line hasn't been creating space for him. If they can start to do that, I mean, this team can still be an offensive juggernaut. And so I don't have a strong feeling actually on the side. Um, I, I wanted to go with the Bengals because my gut just feels like the Bengals. But I, I just can't quite get there. But I like the team total over quite a bit, um, especially at 22 and a half. I mean, yeah, yeah it, se- it seems low for this game. The, the yeah. only thing I thought about is, you know, and I, I think I shared this, this stat with you guys, is just the rate at which these divisional games have been going under scares me a little bit. But, man, these are two teams that should be pretty high-powered offensively. The Ravens have been an over team minus last week. That game didn't go under it. It was 23-20, and the total was maybe mid-40s, a 44 spot maybe. It was high. Was it high 40s? It, it, it actually was at 51, I think, at kickoff because of weather. It had gotten to around 58. Oh, that's right, because I took like that's under right. 55 and a half. Yeah, 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 it opened it at like 54 and a half. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's, that's right. right. That's yeah, right. it's all coming back. So that sailed under. That sailed under. For some reason, I was thinking it was lower, but you have the bills, and you're not going to find a bills total, you know, below 44, especially, you know, it's an under league, but it's the bills. In this case, though, yeah, 22 and a half, I think, is low. I think that the Bengals have put their best foot forward, and that's not a great breakdown, but they have played the Ravens very well. They get up for those games. They know what they're facing. They they know that if they win this game, all of a sudden, after that bad start, they have the inside track to that division again. Tacey, didn't you get them at plus 360 to win? The North yeah, I last think it was week, plus three seventy yeah. maybe. Yep. Okay, it's down to plus two hundred. So great bet there. And even if the Bengals lose this game, they'll still have another head to head. And the last point I'll make about this game is all of a sudden, say that the Bengals do get this twenty two and a half, do win the game. All of a sudden, the Ravens, who had a great start, they've only trailed for fourteen seconds. They're two and three, and they're going to start to think, okay, we've had these injuries. Is the run game not going again? Like you got these guys that are banged up. You got these cornerbacks that are just not that good and banged up. And let's see what happens if this game, if if they blow another late lead, all of a sudden it's like, oh boy, should we take a look at uh, some Ravens futures all of a sudden? I'm sure that we'll have to go through the schedule, everything like that. But that that's tough to come back from. If you've only been losing for like a few minutes in the season and then all of a sudden you're staring at two and three. So let's see, but, but 22 and a half, I'm doing that. I am doing that guys team total over anything we missed in that game. I'm really looking forward to that game. It should be a good primetime game, which we, we lacked some good primetime games for a while. And so we got chiefs and bucks, I guess was good quote unquote, but that game was in hand. You, You had points finally, as opposed to, 11 10 right so another game that could have points we're going to do chiefs and raiders right now chiefs and the raiders as we sit on wednesday evening chiefs coming in three and one only losses to the colts go figure they've only won one game it's to the chiefs who i think a lot of people regard as the best team in the nfl right now them and the bills 
favored by seven, seven and a half. Bovada's hanging a seven and a half at plus 100. You can get sevens at decent prices. You can get seven at points bet at minus 107. Over under 51, couple 51 and a halfs out there. The Raiders, season on the line last week, they're staring down 0 and 4. They got it done. They were favored against the Broncos. The Broncos I had in some teasers, guys, is plus eight and a half. I was thinking even if the Broncos lose this game, they should lose by eight or less. <laughs> they lost by nine. Let Russ cook. Uh, let Russ do corny-ass commercials. And let Russ not win my bets, Tasty. Let, let him not win my bet. The Raiders in this case, big underdog. Are you taking a look at this game and saying, okay, the easy thing to do and – the knowledgeable and probably the the sharper thing to do is to tease this down. Can you get on board with the Raiders plus seven at all? Or is this another spot where you're saying, I need to see what the Raiders give me in this game before I bet on the Raiders at all? <laughs> because it is man, the Raiders. <laughs> I, 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 oh man, I think a lot of Kansas city, I guess that's where I'll start. Yeah. Like, even after they lost that game to the Colts, that was so fluky. Um, and I and I will admit, I'm not trying to like I had a bet on the Chiefs last week, but I said I think on your show I wouldn't have felt confident about it by game time. I made it early, and that was true because when you know I started feeling like, oh, should I be as confident? Like I really thought this was going to be a team that was going to challenge for the Super Bowl again this year. Maybe I was wrong. That's me like overreacting to one game to some extent, I feel like. And I don't want to do the same thing now after they beat Tampa Bay the way they did and overreact again. Sure. But man, I just, I believe in Mahomes and Andy Reid working together. I think they have the pieces on offense that are good enough to make that offense go. Um, If Mahomes plays like he did last week, I think their offense is pretty much unstoppable. I think Pacheco looked really good, even though it was limited work, man, he looked explosive when he got the ball. I felt like the difference in speed between him and Edwards Hilaire was noticeable. And so I think if he can take a more and more prominent role and be another explosive guy out of the backfield, that's just going to make him that much more, more uh, dangerous. I do think certainly, I still think a decent amount of the Raiders, uh, offensive potential. I think they get Hunter Renfro back this week, if I'm not mistaken. So that's Should, another, yeah. uh, that's another positive for their offense. Um, I just, I don't believe much in the Raiders defense though. I think that's what it comes down to for me is I don't think either of these defenses is fantastic, but I actually think I would lean toward the chiefs a little bit over the Raiders, especially in terms of coverage. So um, I, I have, I haven't been anything here yet. I, I would, look at the over maybe because I do think these are two really good offenses um but I probably wouldn't bet it I think seven probably seems about right to me seven seems about right I was just thinking before you said that thinking I don't hate this over I could see it being 34 24 I don't think that the Raiders are a bad team look I I think that they're a middle of the pack team if you look at all of their stats they're kind of in the middle of the road across the board right now they've had some some slow halves. They've had some good halves and then a, the, a blown game against the Cardinals. Should they be two and two right now? Yes. Is that one game going to come back to haunt them? Probably yes, because you need that in that AFC, which is a very tough conference, but a very tough division. I think we got to have everything play out at seven to your point, tasty. It's not that I don't want to take the Raiders. If this was 
you know, in Vegas, depending on what the line was, it'd be like, okay, let's see what they can do. Chiefs just coming off of putting up, what, 420 yards total against Tampa, which a lot of people said that Tampa's the best defense. Maybe we need to revisit that. But the Chiefs really came out. Great game plan. Mahomes and Reed together. I think that Reed said, yeah, you're done calling any plays here. And this is my game now here for fucking Eric Bieniemy, who who's just uh, just getting into fights with Mahomes on the sideline. I think he's like, yeah, this is your last uh, year in the league here I'm on this team, Bieniemy. You're not going to be on this team anymore. I'm calling the shots in the big games. And if you're rolling right now, Yanni, Reed should just keep calling these plays, roll them, and roll the Raiders on – a 10 to 17 point win is kind of what I'm thinking. And I know that Arroyo does not enjoy hearing this right now because he's a big Raiders fan, but you're in big trouble, dude. But if I bet on the chiefs, that's when the Raiders cash, right? So Yanni, maybe the Raiders unexpectedly cash in this game on the road at night. I mean, they could, it's a divisional game. These teams know each other. Could. I mean, it's not impossible. We've, we've seen crazier. You know, you guys touched on something. A lot of people inside the NFL were not privy to all that, but they talk about Eric Bieniemy and why he has not gotten a head coaching opportunity. And, you know, there's a lot of stuff. You hear things about the guy's actually an idiot. You know? He sucks. So, like, he's actually an idiot. <laughs> yeah, and, and I have no idea if that's true. I'm not, I hope know, it I'm is. To, to, to know that. But you start seeing some of those sideline interactions and Andy Reid, and you're like, wow, maybe there's something to that. So <laughs> yeah, I, I think you sucks. bring up a really interesting point with Andy Reid. But I think the really interesting thing um, goes, again, back to what Tasty said, which is when Andy Reid is willing to commit to the run, his teams are unstoppable. It seems like, you know, the only time he shoots himself in the foot is when he just refuses to, to stay consistent with the run. If he's willing to stick with that, I swear that his offenses are unstoppable. So, yeah. again, I think you look at, like you said, Pacheco and Edwards Lair, and you see, will he be patient with these guys and try to run the ball? Because I think you can run on the Raiders. I, I think, you know, they're, they're definitely a defense that can be run on. Um, so, I, I don't know, but I look at this. You look at the matchups they had a year ago, and, and the Chiefs' offense was on fire. I mean, just absolutely lighting them up. There is one difference, and it's similar to what we talked about in the Bengals game or what I mentioned in the Bengals game. The Raiders also are not as blitz-heavy of a team this year as they were a year ago. Mahomes, much like Burrow, feasts on the blitz. So can he be patient? Um, you know, a couple of things. Can the Raiders get home with their front four? And, you know, can Mahomes stay patient and take, you know, the dink and dunks and the check downs and the six yard outs to Kelsey and those kind of plays. If he can, the Chiefs are going to be fine. Uh, if he gets impatient, who knows? Maybe he makes some mistakes. But I don't know. I look at this game. I sum it up really quickly. It's in Arrowhead. Mahomes has owned this team, even though one other quick thing to point out. Raiders defensive coordinator Patrick Graham put a great game plan when he was with the New York Giants against them. Was that a season ago, I believe? And, you know, he really thwarted that. So I think there is something to be said about that. Again, going back to the scheme of blitzing versus what they'll potentially do in this game. That being said, I can't get on board with the Raiders here. I just can't. I think Arrowhead... I think this number is actually a little lower than it should be. I'm surprised that the books don't have this at a nine um, to really avoid the teaser leg more than anything. But I think, first of all, I think this, this number probably should be closer to nine. And then obviously you throw in the teaser. So for me, this is an automatic teaser. This is probably my favorite teaser leg so far this season. I don't see the Raiders, even though it's a divisional game, I don't see them coming in and winning this game. I, I just don't see it happening. So to me, 
automatic tease of, of Kansas City this weekend. Automatic tease. We'll get into teaser section next of what else that we've teased. Teasers have been ho-hum for me so far, but one thing that I do want to mention about the Raiders, and because it's nine o'clock at night, I completely lost my train of thought right now. So I, I'm literally <laughs> just just talking to talk, and I lost my train of thought. <laughs> Needed a coffee before the show right here. Completely lost my train of thought. Raiders, there was something good to say, and I think it was something along the lines of they, they had a good game plan last week. I'm just bullshitting right now. But they did put together 400 total yards against the Broncos. Um, what I wanted to say actually was car 21 of 34, 188 yards last week, the Raiders were trying to get it done on the ground. So that's something that if they're going to be like an evenly keeled team, that, that could be something to look at here. Chiefs to your guys point when they get the run game going, they're unstoppable because if they're passing the ball, some D's know exactly what's coming. When they mix it up, it's like good luck because there's so many things to beat you. I think it comes down to, for the Raiders to cover this spread, the Chiefs have to turn the ball over two to three times, like seven points. And I finally remember what my point was. It was that this spread being at seven, there were two things that, that shocked me this week, is that the Rams were not fared by three to three and a half, four, and that it's still five and a half. This game, after that lopsided win, which I know that the Bucks scored some points late against the Chiefs, I really thought we would see nine, nine and a half, so that Bucks would dissuade people from taking those teasers. And I also take a look and I say, well, the Raiders last year got lit up and they didn't know what to do against the Chiefs when everybody figured out the Chiefs, is, well, not figured out, but it's like, okay, take away Tyreek Hill, the Raiders just refused to do it. And they were just like, okay, go over the top. And Chiefs were like, okay, we'll put up 41 to 48 points if you're going to do that. So that was really interesting to me is that I could see this game being minus 10, and it's not. So I think we're getting, hopefully not jinxing this, a free teaser leg right here. And teasers so far, guys, um, early season, which it's still early season, but first two weeks of the year, good. Last week, I was getting burned up a little bit. So let's do a teaser section right here. Last week, had a very good start to the week. And then the Bucks. I was on the opposite side of, of you, Tasty, but the Bucks did not get me home. That was not a teaser. But Broncos and Rams and teases blew me up, blew me up big time. Packers and Eagles got me there, but didn't love what the Rams did to me and the Broncos. This week, guys, what? Chiefs are a teaser leg. I've got the Packers in a tease, but the Packers are now favored by what? Nine, nine and a half against the Giants in London because are the Giants starting Jake? They still Fry? get eight. There's seven eight? and a half and eights out there. Okay. Not bad. Not bad. Jaguars, I have them in a teaser. So Jaguars are a teaser leg. Tampa Bay, although that's drifting up to nine right now. That's drifting up to nine, but you you can do that six and a half, I guess, and get that to two and a half. Um, Yanni, is there anything I'm missing for teasers? Uh, Tasty's Minnesota Vikings, minus yes. seven against the Bears at home. I knew I was missing something. Minus seven. You've got the Vikes coming off that London game, which is interesting. And I'd say avoid it, especially in a divisional game, but not when your divisional opponent's the Chicago Bears. I really like that. No one jinx it, man. I don't. I, <laughs> I don't want to deal with the Chicago Bears loss. <laughs> Can't do it. 
you know that one of these teaser legs will be a little sweaty. And I don't know if it's Jaguars and Texans, but I could see the Jaguars throttling them. I think this is going to be a very interesting game. If the Jaguars throttle them, I think the Jags are here to stay for the whole season. If they struggle with the Texans and it's like, okay, maybe they are going to struggle to get to six or seven wins, but I've got the Jaguars in a tease. Any home dogs this weekend that we could tease? There's, there's not a lot of home dogs, are there? That are teasable. No, no. I mean, you've got the commanders, but I'm not. I was about to say Um, the commanders. Yeah. Yeah. Not touching that one. I mean, you've got the the jets. I mean, are, are technically teasable Uh, over the number, but I, I don't want, I don't want it really that either. So. I mean, the Browns potentially. Yeah. Get that. Browns are an option. That's true. That's not a game that we talked about And Browns and chargers. I feel like we haven't talked about in recent weeks, but that is teasable there. The, yeah. the only reason I I didn't I, I don't the only reason I'm staying away from that Browns is the Chargers are such a volatile team that you know we've seen them high we've seen them low you just kind of never know and they're definitely a team that they could win a ten point game a fourteen point a twenty point game do I think that's going to happen No I actually think that that the Browns could win that game I think they may win that game but the volatility of the Chargers I just I I want nothing to do with them at this point. Two teams that I haven't figured out. And the Chargers, I feel like every year, are a team that I'm just like, I can't figure them out this year. I know that Justin Herbert's good. Didn't see a lot of the highlights from last week. Apparently, he looked good enough. I still think he should have sat for a week or two. But Chargers are going to charge her. The Commanders, I'm not teasing them. They're a disaster. But yeah, sure. Should the Titans be laying points in the NFL? Probably not. But the Commanders have looked so pitiful that they might be going to Heineke. Over Wentz at some point, guys. You never know. You I mean, really either know. one getting sacked before they can get a throw off isn't going to be able to make much happen. Yeah, maybe get a better offensive line. Maybe get a better ownership group and a better stadium as you go through it. Maybe a better name because I don't like I mean, the There's lots name. to do there. There's really a lot to do. Lots of room for improvement. Last thing I'll mention in the teaser section, I saw the Saints getting smoked last night. At sixes, I thought there was a six and a half this morning, Tasty. But if if that gets smoked out to seven, then all of a sudden the Saints are a teaser leg. They're at five and a half at most books right now. Saints yeah. seem to be a popular pick. I went on your show. I, I picked the Saints at a six and a half. I got plus one ten Saints team total because people are down on the seat. Well, not down on the Seahawks, but they think that Seahawks defense sucks. Even though Seahawks are two and two, but they are. They are somehow. Every team's two and two in the NFC West, right, guys? Yep. Uh, yeah, I think that's true. Okay. For okay. a second there, I thought you were going to say every team is two and two. The whole yeah. league is two and yeah. two. <laughs> it's just everybody's two and two. Just said, you know what? Those four games were actually preseason games, and you're going to just start now. It's we'll zero, zero or, or two and two. Yeah. Shocked about the two and two Seahawks. Before we wrap up, high level, is there anything that I missed? Bets that you like? Futures plays that you made this week? I said that we're going to mention Patriots and Lions. We didn't get to that as we're running out of time. Do you guys have any bets on that game, Tasty? I don't have any on that one, man. Like, 
Yanni, I, I actually thought when you were talking about the Chargers with teasers, I, this is something that stuck out to me that I'm noticing just in how I'm looking at games is when when there's a team that has such volatility, I find myself going like, man, I kind of want to stay away from that one. And that's the way that I feel about the Lions right now. It's like, yeah. holy cow, they could just go off. But what if they don't? And, that, you know, their defense, maybe they could pull it together, but they could also give up 40 even to a bad team. So um, that's just a game that I, for that same reason that I would want to stay away from. It's a game I'm staying away from too, Yanni. Have the Lions played outdoors yet? Or is this their first outdoor game against a Patriots D that's not bad? And I'm not sure why I put you on the spot for that question because you were, were probably about to make a good point. But No, no, you, you that's a good point. And I, I don't know that they have off the top of my head. I'm trying to think. No, that they've been Eagles commanders at home at Vikings at Vikings, Seahawks. Seahawks, yeah. At so, home. yep. yep. So it, it is mm-hmm. their first. And, and, you know, I would just say this. If First of all, I don't think Mac Jones is a good quarterback. I, I don't think the Patriots are necessarily a great team. But if Mac Jones were in, if this line were similar, which I think it would be fairly similar, I think um, so. I would think I, I would think the Patriots could be a play because I don't think this Lions team on the road is where it's at. Again, I think they're a team that's going to compete at home. I don't know how they fare on the road. To your point, especially outside, we also have to look at you know what the Patriots were able to do against the Packers and Lambeau. I mean. They had a, basically an, an inexperienced quarterback, and they were able to move the ball pretty well against what I think most of us believe is a pretty good Packers defense. Um, so, you know, I kind of look at that, and you're like, okay, if the Lions can't stop anyone, is this a game where Damian Harris and Ramondre Stevenson each have 120 yards rushing, and, you know, they just kind of take their on the ball? I mean, I could see it going that way. So, for me, kind of, I'm in the same kind of pass for this weekend. I'm going to look at the Lions at home and try to figure out a spot where maybe to play them, certainly looking at the overs, as we mentioned. But for me this weekend, I don't know what I'm going to get out of New England, out of Bailey Zappi there. I don't know what what that Lions team is going to do on the road. There's still question marks about both DeAndre Swift and Amon Ross St. Brown. Granted, as as Tasty mentioned, it didn't matter last week. But I mean, I think in the long term, you need to have those guys if you want to go up against a decent defense and produce. So, you know, for me, same thing. It's a pass. I think it's kind of an intriguing game, um, but I, I just, I don't feel strongly enough. I don't think any of the numbers line up well enough. There's just no, for me, no real reason to to make a wager on that game at this point. No reason to force it. When this was at two and a half, I was taking a look at it saying, when I dig deeper, maybe it'll become a play. And then I looked at it again on Tuesday evening. It was three. I said, it's a pass. I mean, for the Lions, it is, in fact, their first game outdoors. Does that matter? I think it could actually matter. I don't think it's going to be raining or anything like that, but it's it's not a fast track. And all of a sudden, you have a Pats D that has played some pretty good offenses, and, and they held the Packers relatively in check last week, and they were in that game. Where do the Pats rank in terms of D? We'll see how things play out. But the Patriots, I think all of us thought that they're going to be in that 7, 8, 9 win range. And the Lions, I think, are going to be in that 6 win range. Patriots are better, and I think this line is about spot on at three. Could I see the Patriots, you know, throwing on a drubbing and the Lions who are, you know, depleted in terms of injuries, just coming outdoors out east here and getting shellacked? It's possible. I think that's a lot more likely than the Lions shellacking the Patriots. So if you want to take that angle and get yourself on board with the Patriots, go for it. But, uh, yeah, no play for me. Intriguing to see. Whoever wins this game, still in the mix. Whoever loses this game, really, really in bad shape. They'd be one in four, both of them, right? Yikes. Yep. 
So I think that'll do it for this week. Anything I missed, Tasty, anything I missed? If not, then check out your podcast. And you had a, a futures show that you were talking into the camera for 20 minutes on, right? I did. Yeah. I've just uh, I've just been putting in time and like when I put out plays, I enjoy explaining why I'm doing them. So I'm glad you do throw, throw some thoughts out there in terms of why I was taking what I did. So, yeah, I always love it at Fun. NBA attack with only one A. And speaking of NBA, we got NBA coming there. up soon. So I've got Absolutely. to do my NBA homework. I'm trying to get better with the NBA. I started to come on late season last year. I've got to do some more in the preseason, but we've got NBA coming on. When's the first regular season game? I saw preseason already started. Uh, October 18th, I think. Oh, oh yeah. So my, a couple uh, weeks. My, my uh, league pass feed is full of preseason basketball now. So look at it's, that. It's tempting me on a daily basis already can see brick free throws from Ben Simmons already. I saw the other You absolutely night. can. I mean, if that's your <laughs> thing, get on. Well, you'll if, probably have plenty of opportunities this year, though. So You'll have opportunities. That's usually not my thing in October when there's playoff baseball. Philly's actually made it. Thank God. Uh, there's football. There's plenty of football and hockey for anybody who does hockey. But the Flyers have been so bad that I've just kind of retired from that for now. Yanni, any hockey watching down there? Or should we just uh, take a look at Bet Crusher articles you have coming out? DFS teasers, no, no, sides, everything that you have coming out? No hockey for me. Uh, strictly football. Although I will say, uh, if anybody has the jersey of you fat hoe. Uh, or whatever, yes. <laughs> whatever, yes. Whatever, yes. whatever that is. I, I you know, I'm interested I, in buying one. So, you know, if I can get that. I'm Yanni, gonna... get it right. It's ho you fat. Ho oh, you fat. fat. That's it. My bad. You fat ho, ho you fat. Okay. Either way. I'd take, a, I'd take the jersey either way. So <laughs> I would like that jersey as well. I saw that image. Was that from an overseas game? Was that from like, is that a joke? Or it, is was that that, someone... uh, yeah. it, it was that, it was that uh like three on three game with okay. the, no 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 okay. it's it's five on five it was like a, a french team <laughs> um it, it's a couple of the biggest prospects that are going to be in the draft next year yeah. um was the reason that it was on and he was he's like a role player on the team but that's not that's actually good. his name right no it's really his name that's his, oh, no no, that's no that's that really, really yeah you didn't see the wikipedia there oh, that's that, yeah no, no that, is, that absolutely okay legit. it was funny when the announcer said it even if you listen to the clip He's like, "Ho, you fat." That's his name. <laughs> you <laughs> don't want to get in trouble so bad. <laughs> I need to look this up. I saw the image of it. It's been a busy day, so I need to look that up of him announcing his name. And that makes sense more and more why Yanni would want that jersey because that's legitimately his name, and that's actually something that I want now too. If he if he ends up oh, in the fat. NBA, he's gonna have a top five selling jersey, oh no matter if he, if he ever scores a bucket. <laughs> yeah, like top three jersey of of all time it's gonna be kobe mj and who you fat <laughs> <laughs> and dr j is gonna be in fourth who you fat's gonna be in third guys appreciate it as always let's get some winners this week i'm looking forward to week five take it easy Thanks, take care who you fats <laughs>